Welcome to the Expose Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Molly. And we're just a couple of goofy gals here to tell you about topics and get down to the real nitty gritty of it all. We are here to help you navigate through the confusing ins and outs of hot topics and get down to the truth. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned and listen to our next topic. Thanks for listening to the Expose. Hello. Hi. We are broadcasting from the same location tonight. (laughs) Yay. It's been months. (laughs) Yes. For the first time since March, I think, that Mm -hmm. we have been in the same room while doing this podcast. So it's exciting. I'm back to seeing behind the scenes, but it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You, yeah. Look at I, my voice. I have mm. learned what the words um, like, and basically look like on here. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, there you All go. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we may have had some drinks as well. Some cocktails. <laughs> and we're going to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show later tonight. So... It's a good celebration, mm-hmm. but also spooky. Super spooky. Very spooky. <laughs> we have some spooky tales to weave for you today, and we might as well just jump into it because I don't know what else to say. All right, let's All right. get into it. Let's get into it. Do you want to start off with your spooky tale of mystery and intrigue? I'd love to. All right. <clears throat> Cue the spooky, spooky, spooky music. <laughs> Here's a story for you, Molly. Now, don't get spooked out. We but... better turn the lights on for this one. <laughs> there is a girl in this story who has the same name as me, mm. so I really don't want you to get held up on that. Okay. Fact. Mad Henry was a hermit who lived alone in a decrepit mansion on the edge of town. Rumors were rife, the wild-eyed man. Some folks said that he was a magician who called upon the powers of darkness to wreak havoc upon his neighbors. Others called him a mad doctor who could restore life to foul corpses from local cemeteries. No respectable citizen in town had anything to do with Mad Henry. Then one year, a family moved to town with their lovely daughter, Rachel. Who caught Mad Henry's eye? He showered the maiden with gifts, goblets of pure gold, necklaces of pearl, and a pot of daisies that never dropped a single petal. Side note, how did Mad Henry get all this stuff? He's a magician, remember? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Despite the gifts, Rachel fell in love with another, Jeffrey, a handsome young man home from university a week after meeting the eloped leaving behind a stunned Mad Henry. When Rachel and Jeffrey returned from their elopement, they threw a big ball and invited everyone in town. While Rachel was waltzing with her father, she heard a clap of thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Lightning flashed 
Again and again. Suddenly, the double doors blew open and a breeze whirled in, bringing with it the smell of dead, decaying things. Ew. Matt Henry loomed in the doorway, pupils gleaming red with anger. He was followed by grotesque figures of the dead, who came marching two by two into the room. Their eye sockets glowed with blue fire as they surrounded the room. Two of the corpses captured Jeffrey and threw him down at the feet of their lord. Is that old Henry? Mad Henry? Mad, okay. Yeah. Red eyes gleaming, Mad Henry drew a silver-bladed knife and casually cut the groom's throat from ear to ear. Ooh. Rachel screamed and ran forward, pushing through the foul, stinking corpses of the dead and flung herself upon her dying husband. Kill us both, she cried desperately. <laughs> so dramatic. It is. But Mad Henry plucked the lass out of the pool of blood surrounding her dead husband and carried her out into the thundering night. Behind him, the army of the dead turned from the grisly scene and followed their master. The sounds of thunder and lightning faded away as the alchemist and his dead companion mm. disappeared into the dark night. Jeffrey's father and Rachel's father gathered a small mob and followed the evil hermit intent upon saving Rachel. When they searched Mad Henry's house, they found it completely empty and they found mysterious globes that bobbed into the ceiling of each room. Mad Henry had vanished. Wow, into thin air. Search parties scurried the countryside for days but turned up nothing. Jeffrey was buried in a local cemetery and the dance hall was torn down. No one in town spoke about what had happened, and no one dared imagine what had happened to poor Rachel. Um. A year later, after the ball, a timid knock sounded on the door of Rachel's parents' home. <laughs> Great sound of Yes, we don't <laughs> need professional sound effects. We'll just do them all right now. <laughs> when the father opened it, he saw a gaunt, gray figure on the stoop. Her eyes were dull and exhausted with pain. It was Rachel! Oh. Her tongue had been cut out so mm. she couldn't speak. But then she produced a knife from her tabard garments. A knife with a silver blade that they had last seen in the hands of Matt Henry. The gleam of satisfaction in Rachel's eyes told them that the streaks of blood that had coated the knife were those of Matt Henry. Ooh. That night, Rachel died in her sleep with a peaceful smile on her face. Mm. The end. Well, at least <laughs> she got away. <laughs> she got away and she killed her killer. I guess yeah. that's what we can all hope for. Wow, that story was had a lot going on and my story seems pretty lame. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, I want to hear your best story. My best story? Oh, God. Your best storytelling voice, voice. For the best story you could find. This story did come from AmericanFolklore.net. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ooh! I can't look at your computer. Um, no, but I can kind of recognize the okay. illustration. I wasn't sure if I was going to read this or not because mm -hmm. it comes from a famous book, uh, Scary Stories to yeah. Tell in the Dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this one was <laughs> voted the scariest of all of the scariest tales to tell in the dark 
Okay. Um, this one was voted the scariest on some random website, so oh I chose this one. Okay. <laughs> it's really not scary. It's more like creepy. <clears throat> it's called Harold. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove their cows up to a cool green pasture in the mountains to graze. Usually, they stayed there with the cows for two months. Then, they brought them down to the valley again. The work was easy enough, but, oh, it was boring. All the day, the two men tended their cows. At night, they went back to the tiny hut where they lived. They ate supper and worked in the garden and went to sleep. It was always the same. Mm. Then, Thomas had an idea that changed everything. Hmm. Let's make a doll the size of a man, he said. It would be fun and we could put it in the garden to scare away the birds. Pretty harmless. Mm -hmm. It should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. They made the doll out of the old sacks and stuffed it with straw. They gave it a pointy nose like Harold and tiny eyes like his. Then they added dark hair and a twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning on their way to the pasture, they tied Harold to a pole in the garden to scare away the birds. Each night they brought him inside so that he wouldn't get ruined if it rained. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them might say, How are the vegetables growing today, Harold? (laughs) The other, making believe he was Harold, would answer in a crazy voice, Very slowly. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They would both laugh, but not Harold. Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick or punch him. Sometimes one of them would take the food they were eating and smear it on the doll's face. How do you like that stew, Harold, he would ask. (laughs) Well, you better eat it, or else. Then the two men would howl with laughter. (laughs) 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 One night, after Thomas had wiped Harold's face with food, Harold grunted. (gasps) Did you hear that? Alfred asked. It was Harold, Thomas said. I was watching him when it happened. I can't believe it. How could he grunt? Alfred asked. He's just a sack of straw. It's not possible. Let's throw him in the fire, said Thomas, and that will be that. Let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind. For now, let's just keep an eye on him. So they left Harold sitting in a corner of the hut. They didn't talk to him outside any or they didn't talk to him or take him outside anymore. Now and then the dog grunted, but that was all. After a few days they decided there was nothing to be afraid of. Maybe a mouse or some insects had gone inside Harold and were making those sounds. So, Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning they put Harold out in the garden, and each night they brought him back into the hut. When they felt playful, they joked with him. When they felt mean, they treated him as badly as ever. (laughs) Then, one night, Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is growing, he said. I was thinking the same thing, Thomas said. Maybe it's just our imagination, Harold replied. We have been up here on this mountain too long. The next morning, while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. What? Yeah. He climbed up on the roof and trotted back and forth like a horse on its hind legs. All day and night he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in a far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea what he would do next. They were afraid. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They decided to take the cows down into the valley that same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere in sight. 
They felt as if they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing, but when they had only gone about a mile or two, they realized they had forgotten to bring the milking stools. Neither one wanted to go back for them, but the stools would cost a lot to replace. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told one another. After all, what could a doll do? Hmm. They drew straws to see which one would go back. It was Thomas. I'll catch up with you, he said, and Alfred walked on toward the valley. When Alfred came to a rise in the path, he looked back for Thomas. He did not see him anywhere, but he did see Harold. The doll was on the roof of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. Ooh. <laughs> well, so yeah, he, he skinned Thomas. Yeah. Thomas didn't make it. I guess Harold wasn't so, <laughs> no. so docile, I suppose. He wasn't. Hmm. Creepy, spooky. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Jeepers Creepers. Have you seen that movie? I know Justin Long is in it. Yeah, basically it's a scarecrow and every 23, 27, 23, I think it's 23 years. I think it is every 27 years. Yeah, kind of the same concept <laughs> yeah. there. He comes out and he like has to get like organs to put himself back together or something like that. Hmm. Um, but he wants Justin Long's eyes, I think is the deal. <sighs> How unfortunate. That song, like, the jeepers, creepers, that comes out. Yeah, he's a scarecrow that kills Doesn't it go, uh, where'd you get those sneakers? Peepers. Peepers. (laughs) I always thought it was sneakers. No. He's not stealing people's shoes. He's stealing your eyes. (laughs) I feel like my scary movie selection is just so limited. That's okay. I just haven't seen a whole lot. And if I have, I think I blocked most of it out of my memory (laughs) because... I can't, I can't fall asleep at night thinking in my mm-hmm. head that I, something creepy, like I always have to have like a TV on or some mm. sort of noise so, to tune out anything yeah. that I may hear. I'm going to refill. Okay. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Is this very good? Strawberry it's, margarita? It's not, I think it'd be better cold. Oh, would you like ice? Sure. All right. <laughs> This is my third White Claw. Ooh, Rachel's oh, getting tipsy. Is it my word? Everybody in the house getting tipsy. I don't know. Anyway. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> We're not in the club. We're in a house. <laughs> the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> so tame. Okay. okay. Rachel, <laughs> what thrills and chills do you have for us next? All right. So... I really enjoyed going to psychic fairs back in my heyday. Mm-hmm. I would still like to go, I mean, due to the virus and everything. Yeah. Now, I mean, things are kind of halted. Maybe next year. And also, I had a child, and that kind of put things on hold as well. Anyways, the last time I went to the psychic fair in a neighboring city, <laughs> they told me some interesting things. So I went to um, a group reading and the medium there called me out and he was like i see you doing so something's connecting holy shit he's like i can see you doing something with a microphone molly mind blown (laughs) why did i not just connect all of that oh my god that's crazy 
in my head, I was like, what does he think I'm going to do? Like, be on the news? Singer, obviously. Pop star? I thought a news anchor. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. that's so not up my alley. That's super random, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Funny. Anyways, and then he was like, I per- I think that you're in school and you're going to, like, finish that out, whatever. But, I, like, at the time, I was, like, definitely, like, college age. Yeah. Like, he could have said that just out of context clues. Mm-hmm. But the whole microphone thing, he's like, I see you doing something that you really enjoy with a microphone. Well, <laughs> hot dog. Wow. <laughs> Good job, Mr. Psychic yeah, Dude. Yeah, that's funny. And mm-hmm. I think that's all that I really remember from that reading. And then... Um, you go into, like, a conference room, and there's just, like, booths lined up everywhere, and you can, like, pay people to get a reading. Mm-hmm. And I went to this one woman who says that she calls upon angels, and the angel comes through in her body and, like, writes the message. Okay. And I have the message in front of me. So this was written by an angel on this piece of paper? Yes. Wow. Would you like to read it? You can read. It's your message. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It says, Rachel, Mm. Saturday, November 4th, 2017. This is coming from Gabe. Okay. I think it's Archangel Gabriel. I think that's what she said. Okay. I mean, that would make sense. Maybe he goes by Gabe with his friends. Yeah, (laughs) hanging with the homies. (laughs) Gabriel's my dad. Eyelashes falling off so bad. <laughs> okay, Gabe, my old pal, said, Rachel, your spirit guides are your past family members, your ancestors from this lifetime, as well as past lifetimes. There are two spirit guides. Gabe says, Rachel, you are already know their names, though your soul has not released the information. Meditate and find the names will come to you. Yes, just a little work. Very choppy, this game. Well, he's communicating through some ladies. I mean, true. And she even writes like Gabe says. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Gabe says, Rachel, you will be meeting your soulmate in the next few months. You will feel the connection from the past lives as you were lovers in at least three lives and married in two you agreed to come together again in this life you feel energy his energy you will recognize and you will feel right together as for family and children listen to your heart when it is time of course you will have children but choose when it when is what will be important i think it says Mm-hmm. Rachel, you have had five human lives, three lives on different dimensions, Ooh. two in heaven. This is all combined. Yes. Gabe says, Rachel, you are very intuitive and are already seeking spiritual growth. Be your true divine self and let your light shine. Call on me in meditation and I will help you with your guides. Hmm. Archangel Gabriel. Wow. You must be special. He's a pretty big deal. And he is. Up there. Yeah. So I don't know what this lady's connection with Archangel Gabriel is. <laughs> Clearly they're super tight. Yeah. But that's what the message said. And what was strange was I think shortly after this, 
Yeah, it yeah. would have been because this was in November and I got pregnant in late December. So okay, yeah. Huh. So interesting. It almost feels like I mean, reading back on this now, it says like my soulmate, like we were lovers in the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like part of me is like maybe my son is like my soulmate, maybe because yeah. like it says we were gonna meet in a few months. Then I then I got pregnant. So I yeah. don't know. But what kind of sucked was when I was getting this reading, I was like, I want to know if I get married and have children. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, clearly she didn't know that I was like in a relationship or whatever. Oh, so yeah. I don't think I met anyone new within that time frame yeah. for me to be like, you're my soulmate. <laughs> so yeah, I think you just like take what you learn and just like roll with it. Yeah. And then you like... If it resonates with you, then you, like, are actively seeking that out in your everyday life. Like, mm-hmm. if I really took this seriously, I'd be like, screw you, Jesse. I'm going to look for my soulmate. Yeah. It's going to pop up in a few months, so I can't have you tying yeah, me down. exactly. <laughs> we just watched last night, like, one a really old, from 1960, Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one where they go into, like, a diner, and there's, like, a fortune-telling thing, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a penny to get your fortune or whatever, and the they're, like, newlyweds on their honeymoon, and the husband, like, starts thinking, like, believing in it and starts trying to, like, run his life by this fortune-telling thing, and the wife's, like, you are cho- the one choosing to, like, do what it says and then mm-hmm. making it true. Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. I mean, you, you just... If you try think, hard enough, then yeah. it will happen. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And in the same day, like, my mom had a reading herself. And, like, her dad, my grandpa, had recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was getting readings from that. And it was, like, I think it's a, a really good, like, coping mechanism. Like, yeah. if you're not finding anything else to deal, like, I guess this was a good... Yeah. Well, I think, you know, some readings and stuff like that is almost... It's like a good... Like tarot cards, I mm-hmm. think are a good way to like kind of help yourself through a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they probably are telling you the future, but you mm-hmm. can definitely use them to meditate on mm-hmm. and like the self-discovery, I guess. And self- yeah. Well, that's right. that on Spirit Guides, okay. I guess. Well, I have a ghost story for us next. Okay. A ghosty story. And this one comes from Reddit. Okay. <laughs> User Saint Entropy. Okay. Give it this to me. This is titled Grandma's Light is Always On. In the corner of my grandma's living room stood a lamp that was almost never turned off. She would change the bulb every week like clockwork, waiting until the afternoon sunlight poured through the windows and filled the room. Even then she hurried, holding her breath until the deed was done and the lamp was back on. I would ask her about it once in a while. Each time she would smile softly, tousle my hair, and promptly change the subject. I didn't learn the truth until I was 13, the first time I turned off the lamp. (gasps) Oh, not what I expected. Okay. I just wanted to see what would happen. Grandma screamed when she walked into the darkened living room, a plate of cookies falling from her hands and crashing to the floor. I could hear her praying under her breath as she raced to turn the light back on. Tears were shining in her eyes when she turned to me, her lips pressed thin. Without warning, she slapped me hard across the face. Grandma had never so much as raised her voice before, and I was too shocked to cry. (laughs) Grandma straight decked Yeah. (laughs) Grandma cried enough for both of us, gathering me up in her arms and begging for my forgiveness. With her face buried in my shoulders, she finally told me about the lamp. It was a ghost light, she said. 
Ever since she and my grandpa had bought the house, back when they first arrived in America, the spirits of the dead had plagued her. Only when her burden threatened to drive her mad did she ask grandpa for help. She expected him to laugh at her, laugh her out of the house, but he had surprised her by nodding gravely. It was he who first lit the ghost light, and as long as that beacon burned through the darkness, she had never seen another spirit. I stopped visiting my grandma after that. <laughs> it started gradually at first, missing a day here and there, but by the time I received the news of her death, I hadn't seen her in over ten years. As her only living relative, I shouldn't have been surprised when I inherited her house. Yet, as I sat in the lawyer's office listening to him read her will, I was speechless. I had a different, difficult time paying attention after that, absorbed as I was with the business of remembering. So much love had filled those walls. So many happy <laughs> memories. As I thought of my tiny, sterile apartment in the city, I quickly made my decision. I was almost overwhelmed with emotion as I walked through the front door. Everything looked exactly as I remembered it from my childhood. Houseplants still cluttered the windowsills, decorative bird plates still hung on the walls and the ghost light still burned in the living room. Oh. Seeing the lamp sent a chill down my spine. I froze in my tracks, the smile fading from my lips. And I couldn't help but think of the night Grandma had slapped me so many years ago. <laughs> I should laugh. <laughs> I had told my mother about the ghost light, but she dismissed it as simple, old-world superstition. It was the same way when she was growing up, she told me, and I shouldn't worry about it. Still... I couldn't shake the conviction that I had finally seen the true depths of my grandma's lunacy. I ran my fingers through the fringe on the lampshade as I thought, a bloom of sadness darkening my nostalgia. Sighing heavily, I turned the ghost light off with a decisive click. Something woke me later that night. Oh. I lay in bed, listening to the darkness, until I heard scratching coming from the living room. Oh. Rats were the last thing I wanted to deal with at the moment, and I rolled over with a groan, determined to ignore it until morning. The scratching continued intermittently, constantly jerking me from the edge of sleep, and finally I had enough. I threw the blankets off me and stormed out into the hall. Moonlight flooded the front of the house, and I didn't bother turning on the lights as I made my way to the front living room. I knew every inch of the house, even after so many years, and I moved confidently through the dim light. I was furious at having been woken from a dead sleep, and my anger ill-prepared me for what I found. An elderly woman, woman was crouched in the corner, her gaunt back to me. She was scratching at the floor where the walls met, stopping every few minutes to cock her head. <laughs> a gnarl of dread unfurled in the pit of my stomach. I had no idea how this woman had gotten into my house, and though it was obvious she needed help, it took me some time to summon the courage to approach her. My hand shook as I reached out to gently squeeze her shoulder. I meant to ask where she lived, who her caretaker was, but the words were driven from my mind when she turned and I saw her face. Ugh. Her eyes were solid black, bottomless pits that didn't reflect the moonlight. Her jaw hung impossibly open, unhinged, and the dark tunnel of her mouth spiraled down into her throat. I had a moment to realize who she was, to recognize the familiar wrap of wrinkle, map of wrinkles on her face, the curls of her wispy hair. Then my grandma screamed. 
I shrieked, stumbling backward from the nightmare in the corner. My arms flailed in the air, reaching for the nearest lamp. My hands touched the ghost light. I yanked the chain, filling the room with light, and she was gone. I never turned off the ghost light after that. After letting the bulb burn out one evening, I began changing it every week, just as Grandma had. Eventually, I got married, and luckily for me, my wife was tolerant of my strange fixation on the lamp. The light continued to burn, and I lived my life happily enough. But my grandson has been asking about the ghost light lately. Each time he asks, I smile softly, tazzle his hair, and promptly change the subject. For some reason, I just can't bring myself to tell him the truth. I think about how I pulled away from my grandma, how I thought her crazy, and I keep my mouth shut. I worry, though. I know I won't be around forever, just as I know he will eventually turn off the ghost light. I worry that he might see me then, twisted and wrong, scratching in the corner. Ooh! <laughs> Good story! Oh, yeah, so, so keep the lights on tonight, folks. Oh, that was a creepy one. Although I think the writer had one hole in their story. Yeah, what? Um, They said that they were the last surviving relative, and then they mentioned that, oh, their that mom. they talked to their mom about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, what was their name? Saint Entropy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to leave a comment on this story. And... I'm sure someone has said something to them. <laughs> That's the only flaw, though, St. Petra. Dude, I wish I would have caught that. I would have just, like, left that part out. That was a great story, though. Mm. That was creepy. (laughs) This comment says, change out the light bulb with an LED. It will save you quite a bit on your electricity bill. (laughs) 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 And then the the OP says, hmm, not a bad idea. You gotta think green. (laughs) I mean, mm. at least they're recognizing the flaw. That's good. That's, that was good. Okay. <laughs> On to the next. Yes. Rachel, I want to hear your personal account stories. Okay. So it's along the same lines as like spirit guides and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I remember in high school just feeling really, really stressed out and overwhelmed. It was my senior year. I was close to like prom and graduation. So I was just like, I I feel like that I was just like really just like overwhelmed and stressed okay so I remember one day getting into my car I was gonna go to work it was like the afternoon so it was light out and I remember hearing breathing in my back seat oh okay prior to this my brother was not so nice to me and he liked to prank me a lot and one day for like, okay, so for my birthday that year, I remember coming into the house, there was a shoebox on the table, this table. Mm-hmm. A haunted table? <laughs> <laughs> there was a shoebox on the table. I opened it up because I thought my brother got me a Christmas present. It was a freaking snake in the box. Like a live snake? A live snake in the box. Yikes. Why did he bring it inside and set it on the table the day of my birthday? You know I'm going to open that box. <laughs> You know I think I it's a present. <laughs> okay, fast forward to me getting into my car, getting ready to go to work, okay? It's the middle of the summer, I'm a lifeguard, I, whatever. Like, yeah. that was what that was. And I hear breathing in my backseat. I'm like, he put something in the freaking car. He's going to scare me with a freaking live animal in my backseat. Uh-huh. So I turn around to look, and I don't see anything. There's okay. no box. Yeah. I'm moving stuff off the floor. I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. I drive. I look up in the rear view mirror. I see a shadow. 
A shadow. It's the middle of the day. How yeah. do I see a shadowy figure in my backseat? I don't know. And then I remember <clears throat> sometime later. Oh, wait. I guess that had to have been after graduation because that was the summer. Before all of that, <laughs> it was prom time. I had my prom dress hanging up on my closet door, like whatever. Mm -hmm. De-wrinkling. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hanging up. My prom dress at the time had a lot of sequins on it. It was like really shiny. You move it, you can hear like the sequins and stuff rustle yeah. around on it. I remember hearing the sequins, like I was laying in bed, I was about to fall asleep. I hear rustling, like the sequins moving. Mm -hmm. I look and see, and my dress is like turning. Oh. And as if like someone's like turning it to look at this, like both sides of okay. it. Okay. And um, like there's no vents, there's no wind. Yeah. I don't know. And I just remember thinking like, that's creepy. Roll over, cover up. Like, yeah. that was that. And then like I started doing like this whole meditation thing, trying to figure out. And I feel like my spirit guide is a man. He's okay. like in his 30s. I don't know his name. Clearly Archangel Gabriel says I need to meditate to figure out his mm -hmm. name. I don't know it. <laughs> But that's what I concluded from that. Okay. Fast forward to when I lived in, like, I was renting a house. I was in college. I remember laying in bed and I hear music playing from my kitchen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I must have left my laptop on. It's out in the kitchen. Will's laptop does that sometimes. It just, like, if he has a YouTube video yeah. and just shuts it, it'll turn on randomly. Yeah. So, like, that's what I thought it was. Like, I thought, like, okay, I just shut off, like, my TV for the night. Now I'm just now hearing the music come from the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like, it must have just been playing. And so I get up and go to the kitchen to grab my laptop, and my laptop was dead. Mm. Like, nothing. Nothing could have been playing from it. Yikes. So that was a little creepy. Mm -hmm. And then like even to this day, so like even more recently, um, my son just turned two and like literally a couple days before his birthday, like my grandpa came to me in my dream. Oh. And in my dream, he was like, look how big he's getting. He's getting so big. Mm -hmm. And like that could only mean like Graham is getting so big. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was him coming to me in my dream. Acknowledging that he's seen growth. Yeah. So. is he, Was he around to meet Graham? Mm-mm. Okay. No. So, like, it just, like, I don't know. It just, like, kind of feels good to know that he's, like, seeing that. Yeah. If, I mean, believe what you want to believe. I mean, I'm going to believe that he's actually around to, like, see him grow or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, I told my mom about that, too. And she's like, it gives me goosebumps to think <laughs> about that. And yeah. Like, that's not the first time my grandpa has come to me in my dreams, but I mean, it's nice. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. It's not so spooky. No. I guess I don't have anything spooky. Yeah. Because nothing's ever tried to like hurt me or anything. Well, I guess. the shadow in the back of your car is kind of spooky. I mean, I mean yeah, that was kind of spooky. But and like something being in your room. I mean, I guess they didn't like lash out at you, so mm -hmm. that's yeah. good. <laughs> I just kind of okay, and also I I work at a real estate company, so I was doing some research on like <laughs> like realtors, like how do they handle if a house is haunted? Oh yeah, and I guess like <laughs> they can bring mediums in to like check mm -hmm. it out and stuff. Also, realtors have to disclose if a house is haunted. Like, if you ask, they have to tell you. 
every single house I look at for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> is this haunted? And yeah. I mean, obviously, they're going to say, like, well, I don't know. Yeah. But they can go back and ask the people selling the house, and they have to tell you, like, legally, mm-hmm. if it is haunted and you end up buying the house, like, you can go back and, like, <laughs> do something about it. Like, press it. charges, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Well, um, do they have to disclose, like, if somebody was murdered in the mm-hmm. house or that kind of thing, too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Only if someone asks, though. Okay. Recently, there was a house here in town. Did you ask about this house? This house? No. Well, because I wasn't too worried about it. Like, the guy was just renovating in it and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, no one lived here for years. Oh, okay. And I don't get a weird vibe coming in, you know? You know mm-hmm. how you just get a vibe? Yeah. I didn't feel anything weird, and I still don't. But there was a house here in town where a man had committed suicide. Okay. And one of the realtors that worked for us, like, they listed the house for sale, and, like, they had to disclose that information. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's the stuff horror movies is, are made out yeah. of. Like, you move into a house not knowing that yeah. something terrible happened there. Well, but maybe... That kind of that kind of reminds me of my personal account story, <laughs> if you want. Yes. I have, I'm have. i going to start with a couple other things and then lead into that. So, okay. when I was a kid... Um, so, I was born in California for the first two years of my life. We lived out there, and then we moved back to Iowa. Like, my parents are from around here. Mm-hmm. And um, we lived in my mom's uncle's house i think so like my great uncle he was very old okay but they were renting the house to us so it was kind of like we knew who we were renting it from and whatnot um but anyway so i just remember as a child i played like the piano and um i had like a keyboard mm-hmm. and i would hear voices coming over the keyboard like as a cat as a kid and i was like just people talking every once in a while like on the speaker I think we figured out that it was, my keyboard was picking up like trucker signals, like ham radio Whoa. signals, but it was really creepy for a while until yeah. we could like, cause you couldn't really understand. It was like, you know, like weird noises like that coming from like the depths of hell, you know, <laughs> like, it was real weird. So that was a weird thing that I remember happening. I don't have an explanation for the second one. So every night when I was a kid, at first it freaked me out and then I just grew to like, accept it and wait for it to happen before I could go to sleep um a little ghost guy would run across my room from like one side to the other and then like disappear into my closet every single night and I was afraid of it at first but then it's just kind of like okay well he's never hurt me so just kind of like wait for him to run across my room and then I could go to sleep and it was like this short little guy in a clown suit like but it was like apparition like white like see-through mm-hmm. I guess you could say <laughs> this is gonna sound like non-threatening but it kind of looked like Mario <laughs> <laughs> like a short little guy with a mustache because I remember him having a mustache yeah and that could have been like and it's probably something I imagined like my dad had a mustache when I was a kid and kind of looked like Mario a little bit like tall version yeah. so maybe I just kind of was like mixing ideas in my head but I just remember every night he would run across my room into my closet and then that was that. So Whoa. I don't know if it was a ghost or what it was. Creepy. But we just learned to live with it. I do remember, and I was kind of young. So when we moved <laughs> into the house, I was like two years old. So I don't remember this, but this is what my parents told me. That there was kind of like a dark spot in the corner of their bedroom. And they tried to clean it. 
didn't really work out, like kind of faded or whatever. But in the night, sometimes they would hear this creaking noise coming from that corner. And it sounded like a rocking chair, like oh, creaking. Yeah. So that happened for a long time. Just every once in a while, they would hear that noise and they have a spot in the corner. So eventually they finally brought it up to my mom's uncle who we were renting the house from and he told them oh yeah that's where aunt great aunt whatever she died in her rocking chair in that corner okay yeah but yeah so great aunt whoever died in a rocking chair in that corner and like i don't know there was some like blood involved i don't know what happened exactly and so um that was just pretty creepy but um, my dad thinks he figured out that their like electrical meter was on the like right outside on the outside of the house there uh-huh. and so whenever like the electricity would go on like the meter would creak a little bit yeah. as it was counting so he thinks that's what it was okay but I mean I guess think what you will is it a so- haunted lady in a rocking chair who died in that corner mm-hmm. or Okay, so along the lines of that, with mm-hmm. like the whole like realtor thing, like the research I did was this medium, she said that um, we we as people, like in our human lives, can leave imprints on our home. Okay. So let's say you wear a perfume every single day, mm-hmm. like even when you're gone, that perfume smell is gonna linger because that's what you wore every day. Yeah. Or let's say you're like an old man and like to wake up read the paper every morning at the table like the sound of paper rustling yeah it, you're gonna hear that every single morning even if you're gone you know like mm-hmm. our imprints linger when we're away hmm. so i don't know like maybe that stuff like stays with homes yeah like if she sat in that rocking chair every night and yeah and rocked. like that creaking sound just i i know it sounds crazy but like i guess the sound can stay with the house like the, it just lingers through the veil yeah i don't know yikes i mean also this medium said that most home ghosts are friendly ghosts like most okay. ghosts don't mean any harm so i mean if you ask them to leave most of them will leave <laughs> you can do things like i think she suggested washing your floors with like hot boiling water mixed with bay leaves okay and then like wash your floors and paint like doorknobs and stuff with it okay hmm i don't know like bay leaves i don't know it just reminds me of when we moved into this really old house and it was like my roommate had been remodeling it but it was in his house for generations like super old and um I remember, like, my roommate and I used to watch scary movies. Like, that was kind of our thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we were watching scary movies, and we had just watched one that, um, like, something was, like, it said, like, the ghost will knock three times, something like that. And, like, later that night, I'm laying in my room, and on, like, the – I'm in the second story, so it, like, sounded like it was out – coming from, like, somebody was up, like, Mm -hmm. knocking on the wall – from the outside of the house into my room like three times Creepy. and it kind of kept happening but my roommate lived on the other side of my wall so i was like is he out there doing it yeah. but it sounded like it wasn't coming from like where he was it was the opposite side of the room but my roommate my other roommate said that he did sage the house and exercise mm-hmm. it before we moved in so 
Probably yeah. wasn't a demon. Let's hope. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. So my friend Kat, though, she has mm. a plethora of stories. Yeah. I was messaging her today. She was telling me <laughs> when she lived at home with her mom, like, way back when she was younger, mm-hmm. I guess there was a room... At the top of the stairs that when you walk by, you just had this feeling that someone was watching you. You know how that feels? Yeah. Stop it. Hold on. Like, no, I got to make noise. No. Look at that tail go. (laughs) Sister. Anyways, so she told me, like, there was this room at the top of the stairs that, like, you just kind of got this eerie feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess she was in her room doing homework one night. No one else was on the second floor. Everyone was else, like, on the main floor in the living room doing their own thing. Yeah. Pets and all. And the door creaked shut. Mm-hmm. Like, creek shut (laughs) and that would be such a creepy feeling right especially as a kid like your door just like shut i don't know for sure and then we have our own little skittering ghost yeah this is uh the pet of the week okay quote cat because i know she listens quote i was so scared i turned on all the lights in my room, and I haven't been downstairs so fast since this. I felt I was basically flew down the stairs. <laughs> I found all the cats and my brothers were not upstairs. That was the only time that had ever happened. Hmm. She mentioned that she had seen figures standing at the foot of her bed, okay. which is super, super creepy. Yeah. I don't know if I would like that. No. She lived in this house once. It was her... Her husband, and then they had, like, a roommate that they rented out the basement to, and that house was super creepy. I had been to that house before, like, and um, she had mentioned to us that the guy that lived there before them had killed himself on the property, like, in the garage out back. Yeah. And then they just, like, I guess the roommate that lived in the basement just got creepy vibes, and Mm. he would sleep upstairs all the time like he mm-hmm. refused to sleep down there and i guess she said like she would hear people walking up and down the stairs at night yeah. and like that's the type of stuff that i don't know if it would freak me out as much as it would annoy me i'd be uh-huh. like what the fuck? like yeah first that creepy house that i lived in mm-hmm. that i just said the knocking happened at i found out my closet had like a closet behind it like, Ooh. a little compartment back in there. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of creepy because, like, like why would you need that? Right. And I there was, know. like, stuff. Like, you could tell people had, like, at some point, like, stayed back in there. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say maybe, like, they used it as, like, an extra false <laughs> place to get to, like, electrical stuff. But mm, I don't know. This... The fact that there's, like, things. In yeah. There. Like, like, papers or not papers, but, like, scraps of stuff. We do joke that we have basement people living in our house. Yeah. Because we hear a lot of noises and there's a lot of animals and wildlife around. Mm-hmm. Um, and like under our house, so there's a basement, but most of the area under the house is just like dirt, but it's like got a space probably about a foot and a half mm-hmm. between the dirt and the house. Yeah. I'm sure animals get in there because we yeah. hear stuff like 
scootering around. It sounds like it's under the floor kind of a little bit. It's creepy. Yeah. But sometimes we will like come out to the garage and that's where the door to the basement is. And like, it sounds dumb, but like there's styrofoam, like big chunks of styrofoam that my dad props up against that door and like keeps a rake propped up against it. So it's like all (laughs) shut. Super secure. Yeah. But sometimes that'll be like not up. Mm. Like it'll be like moved. You know what? I chalk up most sounds I hear to that little beastie right there. Yeah. Just, she sleeps out in the living room. I just feel like if there's anything that actually happens, she's going to know of it first. Yeah, I pretty much feel that way about Mabel too. And sometimes, you know, she does jump up and like, what's that? But usually I know what those sounds are. Yeah. So if she does it in the middle of the night, that's always like annoying. Like, alarming, I guess. But like... But yeah, usually she's like, whatever, it's just the squirrels on the mm-hmm. roof or whatever. Yeah, I don't, my my first instinct isn't ghost yeah. or paranormal activity or yeah. anything. I don't get creeped out here, I guess, mm-hmm. or I haven't at least, so. Yeah, and I don't feel, I feel like our house is kind of like, you'd have to try to get back into our house. And I don't know why out of all the houses on our street, you would choose our house to break into because... Mm. It's the crappiest one on the street by far. So true. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. nicer houses to break into. Yeah. Like, any of the home. other houses are, like, yeah. three times worth as much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Especially in our area. Like, why our house? Yeah. That's all I've got. The creepy stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we hope that you got a little spooky Ooh. this evening with us. Okay. We are going to go and enjoy some Rocky. Yeah, some campy songs. And mm-hmm. <laughs> too bad we don't have like the rice things. and squirt guns and stuff, but we can still yell at the TV. So. Yeah. Well, all I can remember is when Brad comes on street. Is it Brad? Brad and Janet. Yeah. When he goes on street. What is it? Asshole. Asshole. Well, when she goes on, he feels the Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll be doing that. But in the meantime, keep the light on. <laughs> Yes. The ghost light burning for ya. Oh, that story was actually really creepy. Yeah. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>